All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I, I know everybody's kind of Oscar'd out, but I feel like we owe it to our show to do a quick little roundup. A little quick recap. How much uh, did you actually watch? I watched until, so what, I think it started at 10? 10 or 10.30? started at 9. It started at 9? No. Red, red carpet started at 8. Really? Yeah. Okay, I went to bed at like 11.30. And at that point I had seen like, like I'm trying to think of what came through. Best director and the best shorts and the best. Well, best director was like song. one of the last. Awards. Oh no, sorry, not best director. Why yeah. did I say best director? Um, supporting actress. You saw the supportings, yeah. Yeah, I saw the supportings. I saw like animated film. I think I saw. You saw Kobe. I saw Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. Um, what else did I? It's so funny too, because like Kobe took the like easiest route. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, they were talking about what? that on Bill Simmons. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the quickest way that Kobe could get an Oscar? Just put a bunch of money in there. Yeah, get like John Williams to do the score. Do you think he was going after the Oscar? I don't know. I mean, I think once it's nominated, it's like such an... He's the only noteworthy name in there. Right. I found the Oscars to be a real drag. And I don't mean because of any kind of... Uh, uh, movement present. No, it was I, just all. I, a I, slow year. I thought Jimmy Kimmel was half asleep. Oh, really? I, like Jimmy Kimmel, who's like so natural and and loungy and charming. Oh, see, he was I, funny. He was like, it wasn't like he was slipping up, but I was just like, where is your energy? Oh, I thought he was good. I thought he was good, but I don't see Jimmy Kimmel all the time. Like, I don't watch a show. I don't right. see regular monologues or anything. So I I just thought the whole like skidoo thing was really funny. Did someone actually end up winning that? Yep. Yeah, nice. the guy who won for uh, costume design for Phantom Thread. Did he intentionally keep it short to try to win? I think so. Nice. I think so. Yeah, nice. he won the CDU, and it's like on his Wikipedia page now. If you look up uh, that guy, awesome. like in 2018, he won the Academy Award for Phantom Thread, and he won a CDU. Did I see like a wrap-up picture of him on the CDU? Like, did he get up on stage at the end of the show? With Helen Mirren again? With Helen Mirren, Yeah. <laughs> I That's didn't fun. so much care for the let's go across the street and surprise the the plebs in the movie theater. Yeah, that was like, a little bit different. They did exactly the same thing last year when they had the tour but bus. But they come had in. them come in. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the celebrities fraternizing with the normal folk. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make fun of him because his beard smells like pot. They're just like us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except they're not. That's the joke. No, Look I know. Look how ugly these people yeah, are. Isn't it funny? <laughs> uh, tacky. Yeah. The hot dog gun, I appreciate it. Except Army Hammer. Stayed home from the Independent Spirit Awards on Saturday night with the stomach flu, and he Instagrammed himself on Saturday, on Sunday morning with an IV in just so he could have the energy to go to the Oscars. And then he handed out a bunch of food to strangers oh, <laughs> in yeah. a movie theater. You can't do that. I did not know that. What a jackass. Um, yeah, I uh, didn't watch. I didn't even do, do like much of a recap. I was like, okay, Francis McDormand had a good speech. Guillermo del Toro won. Yeah, uh, that's... that was really my only upset was Best Picture. Everything else was like right on expectations. Yeah, and even by the time it, the the awards rolled around, I think what was the the favorite for Best Picture was it Three Billboards? It was still Three Billboards, but okay. but Shape of Water was a close second. And you yeah. and I were both rooting for Get Out. It was a little wishful. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It was pretty far. It was like. It was only like five to one or eight to one at that point, but like 
a month ago it was like 20 to 1 it was 10 to 1 on on where i was oh really okay yeah i think i think the odds had closed even more because it wasn't 10 to 1 when i was probably yeah was, and that was at the end of the day right well and he got his oscar he got his which is great oscar, which is what, really really what cool. was that speech like did it was very good yeah yeah okay should i, I, was, I should I, I check it out after the fact was yeah, it yeah i mean if you care to okay. uh i thought alice and janney had the line of the night when she got up to the mic and she said i did it all myself I oh yeah funny. yeah that's funny she's very good mm-hmm. uh and that's all i have to say about that yeah nothing nothing groundbreaking for the oscars uh memorial montage like really kind of like i missed it the, so lacking. i was to bed before that well not a lot of famous people uh die just a bunch of careers died instead right. like uh, they left adam west off the memorial yeah montage. i heard that was a big uh big faux pas i guess i mean he wasn't a huge film actor no but they usually put big TV actors in there anyway, right? They do, and he was one. Just and Hollywood. in fact, that Batman uh, character originated as a movie. Right. It was a film. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I own it on DVD somewhere. <laughs> Is it good? Uh, no. I mean, yeah. It's That's where we get, uh, sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. That's what that's from. Oh, really? And shark repellent. Like, it's all oh, from, that's all in that from movie? the original oh. Batman and Adam West movie. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Okay. Very special. Was Batman a popular character before that show? Uh, I think it probably did a lot to popularize the character, at least with the mainstream. Maybe if you were right. really in on the comic books, you you knew who he was. Sure. But yeah, that made it like a normal thing. Right. Like for... Super, Superman is just kind of like a, it's almost synonymous with hero. It's kind of the essential comic book character. Yeah. But the thing about the 60s is other TV shows that involved uh, comic book characters were animated. So Spider-Man was very well known and The Incredible Hulk was well known Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know like Green Arrow probably. Eventually Thor. Thor. uh, And I guess there was a live action Hulk with Lou Ferrigno which was a few years later. He-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Planet. Um, (laughs) but there's no i mean there is animated batman of course and a lot of it is really phenomenal but it didn't exist in the 60s yeah yeah you're right that only exists when did it start the 90s the 90s yeah Yeah, that's what i thought yeah and it's really good i know it's good stuff how many seasons did they have of that they've done a bunch of different iterations Uh, okay yeah yeah some uh controversy uh shut up are you kidding siri get out of here god uh, her. considering hashtag me too, some uh, people had some things to say about Kobe Bryant winning an Academy Award, considering his past of alleged abuse. Oh yeah. Uh, and they've said the same thing about Gary Oldman, which is now stemmed oh, into a whole, I don't, I don't know his abuse. Yeah. Story. His wife, his ex-wife accused him of being abusive, but oh, his son good. wrote an open letter saying, you know, dad, I know my mom's a liar. Oh really? Yeah. It's actually very well written. Uh, but it kind of leaves you wondering, like, ugh, I don't know. Who was the who's the right one and who's the wrong one? I don't know. I think as people, we're all the wrong one. Us people? I think we're damaged. Yeah. We're damaged goods. Mm-hmm. Slaney, what do you do? <laughs> Call Me By Your Name has announced a sequel. No way. Isn't that weird? Actually? Yeah. Call Me By Your Name too. Return of the name caller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peach 2. Did you the, see Call Me By Your Name? No. Okay. Yeah. This is so weird. You don't get the Peach references? No. Okay. That's so weird. What? Yeah, it's real. What? What? I know. It's very odd. It's and, like the the way it ends too so conclusively is like he's grown and he's learned something and he's moved on from this guy who like it was never going to work. Yeah. Uh, not to spoil it, but yeah, like okay. it's that's how it ends. Like yeah. they're not together in the end. And uh, the sequel is supposed to be about Army Hammer and 
Chalamet like traveling the world together. Meeting back up. Call me by your last name or whatever. <laughs> Whoa. It sounds like I'm I'm doing a bit. It, I know. It almost sounds like crazy. Yeah. I've just never heard of like when was the last time that we saw a non action, non fantasy, non sci fi sequel? Oh, okay. Um You know, like even I mean, Godfather, Godfather's high drama or horror. Yeah, it's like also it's action. But there's a yeah, there's enough action in there and yeah. and kind of testosterone to make it. Oh, this is a really great question. Now maybe Fifty Shades. Again, based on books, though. I mean, Call yeah. Me by Your Name is yeah, based on exactly. the book, but there's not a sequel to the book. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's so it's crazy. Weird. Maybe in this fact, is a new era. They're more inclined to make some kind of anthology series now than make a series of dramatic films. Yeah. Which could just be plays. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> can you imagine walking into someone's house and them having the whole trilogy of the Call Me By Your Name series? <laughs> We're doing a Call Me oh, By Your Name marathon. I, I guess maybe that's one that like after the after midnight, before sunrise. Yeah, that's that true. Whole trilogy. Yeah, the after trilogy. That might be one. Or the Before it was, yeah. Not very popular. No. I mean, like not in a. Bigly, like nine out of ten people you ask if they've seen that movie, they'd probably be like, uh, no. Yeah, they're definitely cult films. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if we're talking about romantic comedies. There could be sequels. They're not really romantic comedies, but they're, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe some will come to us. If you can think of a movie that fits that bill, something that's had a sequel that wasn't traditionally a franchised action or horror film, mm-hmm. uh, tweet us at Show Show Podcast. I'd love to hear your submissions. Totally. Uh, Blues Clues is making a comeback. Blues Clues is coming back. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I wonder how it's going to be different because Blue, the charm of Blues Clues was the low budget. It was just all like on a green screen and it was all two dimensional. Yeah. Was that the, the charm of it? I find everything looks super low budget. I don't know if that's what made it tick. Right. Okay. I, I think- understand. But unless they're going to recapture that same aesthetic, like if they're going to try and like three dimensionalize it, right. It's going to be very bizarre. It's going to be different, Yeah. but I think it would work. Yeah, you know, but you know, kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think like 3d. It looks more like Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, like oh, so they just right. animate Steve too? No, no, no. I mean, Steve's still real, but then you have this like Bitmoji style dog that's constantly yeah. messing around, barking. I could see them doing that, pooping on the floor. So that'd Blue. be good for your kids. They can watch the new iteration of Blue's Clues, and you can say, "I remember when Blue's Clues was 2D." Because, because we're really smart. That's how the show ended. We just figured out Blue's Clues. Because we just figured out smart. Blue's Clues. Yeah. We just figured out Blue's Clues. Because we're really smart. Anyways. I remember uh, Mail Time, Mail Time. See, I don't remember that. I remember that. Yep. I only remember that that key part of the song. You were obviously older than yep. Blue's Clues. Yeah, but like it was on, Like I was still going to a babysitter when Blue's Clues was kind of kicking off. Okay. So there were younger kids around. Sure. There was always like PBS on. Right. You know, and there, or Treehouse TV or whatever. Okay. Yep. Wow, crazy. Is it still going to be Steve? Because he's still alive, although people think he killed himself. It's this weird thing where like, <laughs> yeah, conspiracies just start to go around about Steve Burns. Steve's very much still alive. I don't think it's going to be him, though, because he actively left Blue's Clues already mm-hmm. because he was going bald. Oh, really? Did you know that? No. Yeah, he was like, I can't play a kid anymore. I have no hair. Oh, he was supposed to be a kid. Yeah. I didn't really know what his and thing so was supposed to be. And so they cast a new guy to be like the host of the show, and then it didn't last much longer. Uh, you know who they should cast? 
Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of work. That would be the weirdest career move <laughs> for a guy who seemingly has like the the pieces to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. <laughs> to just be like, oh, you know, I did a. Yeah, can you imagine him like years down the road, be like, "Yeah, I did call me by your name. I did a couple years of Clues. I did uh, <laughs> Clues. Yeah, like a previous show. Uh, yeah, it was Clues for a little while. I had a good run there. <laughs> oh man, Chalamet. Chalamet, great actor though. Good guy. Seems yeah, very vibrant and sweet. Totally. I I've seen him in more things than Lady Bird. I think. Yeah. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name yet. He was the kid in Interstellar. He played Matthew McConaughey's yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. He was good in pretty much everything he's done. Yeah. Wait. Matthew McConaughey's kid in Interstellar. Wasn't Matthew McConaughey's kid a girl? Yeah, a, a son and a daughter. A son, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I also think it's a weird career move to do a sequel of the thing that kind of broke you as a mainstream artist, too. Like, spread your wings. See what else you're capable of. Maybe get a franchise under your belt. Totally. It's very strange that you want to do this movie again. He's doing like, uh, <laughs> who knew his beach volleyball skills would take him around the world? Yeah. And this time, <laughs> he's got the guy that called him by his name. He doesn't have beach volleyball skills in that movie. No, he plays I, the piano. That's his thing. Okay, gotcha. He plays classical piano. The Hangover had sequels. That's yeah. a comedy franchise. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Hangover had sequels, and they were brutal brutal like i i often think about that how the hangover could have kind of been like untouched yep and remember people were super happy that they were having a sequel i'm kind of like yep. wish they never did it now. you could say the same about the matrix where like the second matrix wasn't bad but like yeah. if it was just one movie and yeah. they never went any further it would be like in the pantheon we'd be saying the matrix is a masterpiece that's true and now we just kind of associate them all with just this blur of goodness and badness yeah the same goes for the hangover yeah definitely I think. What else do we have in here? Uh, oh, do you want to take a guess as to what the Razzies picked for the worst film of the year? Oh, I hope it's mute, but I, I don't think it is. It's not mute. I think they probably missed the cut. They might get nominated next year. Right. Cause, uh, okay, so 2017. There's really only one obvious answer. I mean, there's always a Transformers in there. There's always a... Oh, Emoji Movie? It was, in fact, the Emoji okay. Movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, sense. I mean, Transformers was nominated, and sure. Fifty Shades was nominated, and sure. I, I think Mother was nominated in a bunch of oh, categories, wow. which is very odd. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was, was nominated for Worst Actress, which is bizarre. Did uh, she go? No, she didn't. I go. love it when people go to The that. Rock win. Yeah, so did Sandra Bullock. That's cool. She, she was nominated... And I think won a Razzie the same year that she won That's Best right. Actress. She won yeah. for the movie she made with Steve Zahn. Was it all about Steve? Is that what it was called? Yeah, I think so. That's right. And the other one was Gravity. Uh, no, she won for The Blind Side. Oh, The Blind Side. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I was a couple years off. Good sport. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Terry Pratchett is as a novelist, a fantasy novelist? Refresh me. We've talked about him before just in that uh, he co-wrote the novel Good Omens with Neil Gaiman. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry Pratchett on his own also had this very prolific career as a fantasy novelist. Mm -hmm. And and he wrote more books than than Neil Gaiman did, but he's he's passed away now. He wrote a series called Discworld, which had over 50 volumes. Discworld. and they're very odd and fantastical, and I think they're quite silly, like almost in like a Douglas Adams esque okay. kind of way. They're uh, going to adapt Discworld into a six part TV series. Wow! Which I don't know anything about his mm-hmm. writing, uh, 
except for that he had 50 books in that series. So to do six episodes of TV about it seems probably not um, all encompassing. Enough. Right. Might be a little too thin. Might be a little bit too thin, but people are excited about it. It's it's one of those things, kind of like Kurt Vonnegut, like this person who's very well appreciated in his cult, yeah. and yet it just doesn't seem easy to adapt, adapt his stuff. Yeah. Has there ever been a, a decent Vonnegut uh, screen adaptation? No, I think we talked about this too. We and probably did. We I, don't not that. that I know of, anyway. We had most of the conversations. We're really just <laughs> We're rehashing out. everything. I think so, yeah. Um, I was going to say, though... Uh, Good Omens, Nick Offerman joined the cast. Did you I see know, that? that's really cool. It's kind of neat. I, was, I find it interesting that they're still adding people to the cast. Are, the the show's like, not expected to be out until like late next year or something, I think. No, but we've had stills of, of Ham in his like and costumes. Is, yeah, and yeah, you're right. Aren't they on set? I, mean, I maybe, don't know what Maybe Offerman's doing, just like coming in late and doing one episode or something. Maybe it's going to be like one second in the show. Maybe just one quick second. Him and Tina Fey, are, or him and Amy Poehler are doing a show again, aren't they? Wasn't That's that a terrific. Thing? Is that really the case? I think. She's been quiet. Yeah, she has been quiet. Ever since that movie Sisters, we haven't really seen a whole lot of her. What did you think of um, Maya Rudolph slash... Uh, Haddish. Had Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, they were funny. pretty funny. They were really funny, and now everybody's jumping on the have them host next year bandwagon. Oh, no way. I didn't know that was the uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people like, one person tweets, and then all of a sudden, it better be this, or there's going right. to be a march. Uh, yeah, they're funny. There's no question. Funny also that she wore the same dress Terrific. as the Saturday Night Live thing. That's beyond funny. That's that, also like a good thing. Totally. That's like a valuable thing totally. that she's doing. She called it. It was, yeah, like people, I think people would have been more upset if she hadn't worn it yeah. than her wearing it. Well, it's just like, it's just really, it's awesome. It's, it's I don't want to say it's brave because that's corny, but it's yeah. like, it's it means something that she's doing that totally and she looks great in that dress why shouldn't she totally to her previous point yeah uh speaking of saturday night live this is the first time in years i haven't seen the new episode within five days of it airing. oh you haven't watched it man i can't remember and i know he's kind of like a, a perennial uh guest host charles barkley people they like him there i guess yeah is this his fifth time yes I just can't remember ever being less interested in a person to guest host. Like I know they're <laughs> going to do sketches around Charles Barkley and nothing could interest me less. And I like basketball, but like when, when they do the obligatory commentary sketches, I just, I, I don't care. They, I don't think had any of the Shaquille O'Neal sketches or any like, you Good. know, that there's no NBA on TNT sketches. There was one where he was himself. And I think that was it. Okay. And that was later. And it was a really silly one with, is it a good episode? It wasn't bad. I mean, like when you when you get Charles Barkley, you gotta know he's down for a lot of stuff, but he's gonna screw up more lines than Leslie Jones. Mm. Like so, even in the monologue, like you just catch you have to kind of like like pick up pieces for yourself. Yeah, you know, like you're you're kind of like okay, he must have said that there. But if he's not totally smooth, why does he keep coming back? Because what is it about Charles Barkley? Okay, here's the thing about Charles Barkley: is he is just he'll say whatever the fuck he wants mm -hmm. and he always kind of stays like in the the top of of uh i don't know the front of people's minds because he's kind of in the news about like like he's done really i think he was like caught in a car with a prostitute like okay. a couple times and like people just forget about it because they're like oh that's charles charles barkley like all right so he's just know. kind of a cartoon he's just kind of a that's exactly he, he is the like number one character ever he's also in like professional the, sports yeah. He's up there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not that I dislike him. I just have no interest. No. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, 
he's 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 Charles Barkley. It's got to be how like a lot of people felt when they found out Lin Manuel Miranda is hosting SNL, and I'm yeah. like jumping out of my chair. But like a lot of people are like, who? Why should I? Care? Could be, and they yeah. acknowledge that he did nothing. Like he says that in the beginning, right? He's like Lauren Michaels basically just brings me back when. <laughs> for no reason i will watch it i'm really excited for sterling k brown this weekend he's just so yeah. charismatic and he's been uh, on their instagram this week just like kind of vlogging about how amped he is to be how there it is. seems like he's gonna bring his a game cool we haven't really seen him do comedy other than that randall on this is us often has comedic lines right uh we haven't seen him be like slapsticky before and i think he's gonna be capable of it just because he's so He's got so much stage presence. Sometimes the people that are just good actors and socially well-adjusted can make it happen. I mean, how often are the, the, the most classic people on SNL the people you didn't expect totally. to be really good? And not just uh, dramatic actors, but like uh, singers, pop stars. Remember how good Ariana Grande was last year? Yeah. It's she time was, for her to come like, back. That was like one of her best uh one of the best shows. It was. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the female Timberlake. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, I didn't even know I liked her. Yeah, I'd love to see... I'd love to see Bruno Mars again. He was one of the musical hosts. He he wasn't actually on it. Has he never hosted the show? No, he hosted it once. Yeah. But awesome. then he was the musical host like last year. Yeah. And I was like, man, come on, put him in it. Speaking of Sterling K, uh, interesting development, which really means nothing, but it's fun for people like me to talk about. A little while back, uh, Aaron Sorkin was giving some kind of interview, uh, mm-hmm. probably in relation to Molly's game, mm-hmm. but there's always the obligatory... Ever think about rebooting West Wing for Netflix? Right. Comes up every single time. And he's very patient about those questions. And he says, you know, I've been asked every day for the last five years by executives if I'd be interested in taking a meeting. Um, And he has not shut the door on it. So maybe it will happen one day. There's definitely a demand for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially since this is a politically charged time and that was such an optimistic show. Right. And now we're post-Obama, whereas that was like post-Clinton. Right. Right. Previously, I mean, they kind of set it up in the West Wing that Rob Lowe's character wants to be president someday. Okay. They kind of set it up like, uh, you know, maybe post-Jed Bartlett, there could be a President Sam Seaborn someday. It's not what they're going to do if they ever do a West Wing reboot. Uh, When asked now who he'd like to be the president on a reboot of the West Wing, Aaron Sorkin has said, I think I'd love to cast Sterling K. Brown. Wow. Who's already in the NBC family. Yeah. Um, and so this week, Martin Sheen endorsed that selection, <laughs> sort of. He basically said, I've never seen This Is Us or anything with Sterling K. Brown, but if, <laughs> if Aaron Sorkin says he's good, then he's good in my book. Okay, well. It's all hypothetical anyway, know. but it's it's a fun thing to fantasize about because he's so good, and right. I love that show. You love Sterling K. I love Sterling K. I love The West Wing. And you love This Is Us. Yep. Yeah, there's only a couple more of those. One Triple more, actually, loves. before the season's over. Boy, was it a roller coaster. Uh, Netflix has ordered a weekly talk show from Hassan Minaj. Yeah, I saw that. It doesn't really excite me that much yet. Yeah, people uh, are kind of torn on Hassan. Yeah. I loved his stand-up special. Yeah? I thought it was Yeah, really I haven't great. watched his special. I it's watched... not for everybody. I've, I've come to learn in the comment sections. I wa- okay. It's very theatrical. Okay. Well, that's, I'm, I would be on board with that. No, I understand, Actually, but like he wears like a Britney Spears headset, and he kind of bounces all around, uh, okay. and he tells these stories. And I find him hilarious, but he is, a, mm. he is scripted. There's right. nothing. I don't know what he'd do with a heckler. I mean, right. he's obviously funny when he's interviewing right-wing people on The Daily Show, but yeah. like, uh, it is a, it's really a play more than it is a stand-up special. I found the correspondence dinner good, but not like hilarious. Like, I wasn't I forgot out of my seat. You know, I feel like Seth Meyers was the ultimate. 
I mean, it's just becoming... Oh, that was classic. That one was really Yeah, good. that's memorable. Uh, I feel like it's just becoming a bit of a habit that people from The Daily Show or Weekend Update, because those are essentially the same model, mm-hmm. get a talk show. Right. And there's just so many talk shows. And it's cool that there's going to be a talk show from the perspective of an Indian guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's Indian American. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. If I remember it. correctly from his stand-up. That's cool, because that is obviously... I mean, that's helping out the gene pool a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's how many talk shows do we need? Yeah. You know? Yes, we need more diverse talk shows. Maybe we don't need as many talk shows, though. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it'll take a different spin on it. How do you change the talk show? I don't think you change the talk show. I think they call it a talk show, but really it's like part skit show, part like... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's just going to do a Netflix version of the daily show. Yeah. Netflix is still trying to find their talk show. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Alec Baldwin's new show yet. It premiered the other night. And it's on Netflix? No, it's on ABC. ABC. It's Sunday nights with Alec Baldwin. Huh. That's a good night for it. Yeah. Outside of football season, like, he'll probably he'll probably crush it. Yeah. Started Oscar Sunday? Yeah, right after the Oscars. Is when oh, after. Okay, yeah. well, that would have been like 4 o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. Well, Kimmel usually hosts the Oscars after show, but he was... Right. I think he even hosted the Oscars after show last year, which is insane yeah <laughs> not only had he just hosted the show but the craziest thing in Oscar history <laughs> happened and then he had to go host Man, another and that's show. why i was bored this year is last year was just so friggin nuts totally in comparison last year was just crazier early uh reviews are in for a wrinkle in time yeah which comes out this friday i don't know if it just is having a hard time living up to the hype because i've scarcely seen a movie more heavily promoted that wasn't a star wars or a marvel movie yeah it's, it's sitting in like the late 30s yeah on the tomato meter and that's brutal i really thought it was being so heavily uh uh promoted because it was going to be a, a hard 98 or uh, really like the, or that the critics were going to be afraid to say it's not good because of oprah based on the time that it was coming out i was going to be kind of surprised if it was like really good mm. that's fair you know because they could have gotten it out six weeks ago for oscars in case it stood a chance yeah yeah i meant yeah yeah that's exactly what i mean and and also it's just kind of blockbuster time. Like even if it's not, uh, if it's expected to do well, even commercially, it's going to do well commercially. Sometimes they'll put it out. They've spent the money for it to do well. commercially. Yeah. Maybe I guess just competition wise over the Christmas break, they were thinking, no, this isn't its spot. Do you know uh, a wrinkle in time by Madeline Langle? No, we talked about it a little bit, but I've never, we never didn't have that conversation. Yeah, we did. No, we, no, we didn't. I've never talked about a wrinkle in time with you. Yeah, you have. What do we say? I said, I don't know anything about it. You said you do because you have the book. Um, I had the book years ago. Yeah, but you, you, you'd you actually read the story. I have no idea what it's even about. Yeah, I don't either, but, though. And I remember you saying it's a little bit like trippier than... Yeah, well, the trailer looks trippy. I feel tri- like you're conflating conversations you've had. Maybe. I think that's what's up. I don't know. I think it was only you that I've talked about this with. I haven't talked about A Wrinkle in Time with anyone else. I do know I want to see the movie. Yeah, just because they've got me, they've they've shown me enough trippy trailers and they've put up enough posters. And Oprah put alone, if they got Oprah for a movie, you gotta kind of wonder. That's true, and she's been out there too. She's on Colbert last night. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was gonna ask, have you have you seen Black Panther yet? We haven't had no. That, oh, I okay. haven't I haven't been to a movie in a long time, and Whoa. there's so many things I want to see. I really want to see Game Night, which is apparently yeah. like it's apparently inexplicably good. Really, like, the reviews have all basically said like this movie didn't have to be good. Like right. it didn't, it's not to say that it's a masterpiece, but it's better than it needed to be because you're not going to it thinking it's going to be that's, the hangover. That's promising. Like I remember seeing the trailer for it the first time 
I think you were there. I think it was for the disaster artist. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. saw the trailer. Yeah. We were like, that looks really good. Yeah. Well, except for that, it could have been terrible. Totally. And totally. I mean, for example, I thought that the trailer, it, it looked good, mm-hmm. but so did the trailer for like Office Christmas Party. And yeah. I found that to be kind of a bust. Like it was okay. Yeah, right. It was, I watched it again it was this watchable. Christmas. Because it was yeah. like, yeah, sure, we can watch another Christmas It was movie. on Netflix. But, yeah, exactly. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is on here. Let's do it. Right. No, apparently this is very fresh and very clever and exciting cool. at times. I love that. And so I want to see that, and I want to. got to see Black Panther because it's like it moved into the eighth highest grossing movie of all time I yesterday. can't believe you haven't seen that yet. But I realized we didn't busy. talk about it last week. Yeah. Well, I've just been busy. Like, I, yeah. It's not that I have been putting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'd seen some kind of precursor to it other than, I guess he was in Marvel Civil War. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt it's amazing and mm. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Black cool. Panther. I realize that other people like, like people critiquing the movie, uh, critics no, are, yeah, those guys. are saying, um, that also that the, the character of Killmonger is super sympathetic Yeah, and that T'Challa himself, mm-hmm. uh, said that he believes that he is really the villain in the movie. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, that blew fun. my mind open. Uh, I don't really know what you mean, but okay. perhaps I will after having seen it. You will. I heard a really funny, uh, tangentially connected to Black Panther story about our boy Michael B. Jordan today. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I think I heard it too. Uh, you probably did. It's so funny. Michael B. Jordan has agreed to buy a new retainer <laughs> yes. for a teenage girl who bit through hers seeing him shirtless in Black Panther. Like she was so riled up that she just bit through her dental wear. She just wear. Like chomped down through her retainer. Oh. And he thought it was so funny, so he bought her a new retainer. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a great story. Is the retainer, like, was it like a plastic mouth guard style one? Probably, or, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I don't even know if they make them with, like, metal wires anymore. No, maybe they don't. But what a thing to, like... <laughs> Can you imagine just wrenching down so hard? She's just so bothered that it just crumbles between her teeth out she of, sees like a half naked dude. Yeah, out of like <laughs> like her freaking out. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Oh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. Uh, during the Oscars, they aired the first uh, promo for Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. Did you love Mary Poppins when you were a kid? Because I loved Mary Poppins. Uh, I remember seeing it and appreciating the whimsy. I really liked Mary Poppins when I was a kid. Yeah? So I'm kind of looking forward to this. Okay. Seems who, all right. Who is it again? It's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. That seems like a good fit. It does, doesn't it? And like it, that everybody's not totally angry that anybody's doing it other than Julie Andrews. Right. Says it must be pretty good casting. Who's playing the, um, the like like the jaunty fellow character yeah i mean dick van dyke is going to be in it as, <laughs> oh, yeah. as bert which is interesting because that kind of implies that uh mary is aging differently than which is fine because <laughs> she's like a witch or something sure uh but Linda, oh so she's supposed to be the same like she's the same mary yeah she's the same mary yeah oh god yeah cherry tree lane he's gonna be like, in the you look like it's still the same age i think so yeah I, that's how I understand it. And Lin-Manuel is going to be some kind of uh, character in it as well. Okay. Yeah. Who's like the main dude? You think Lin-Manuel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's him. Cool. And, that I mean, could be really good. Oh, I have every faith it's going to be. The fact that he is involved at all just... They're making it into a bit of a thing. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I also saw the trailer what? yesterday for uh, Christopher Robin. Did you say the trailer out? for the Mary Poppins things out? Yeah. It came out during this, the... Did I say Super Bowl? I meant the Oscars. And you watched it? Yeah. Was it cool? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, nice. We've been talking about it for three minutes. I know, but I, I just, <laughs> I felt like it took me a while to get to the point that I was interested no. <laughs> that I had to reflect back on the original statement, which was, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I knew you were excited for it. I am. But I wanted That's more why I'm on the trailer. Okay. Because okay. the trailer came out. Okay, cool. And the trailer's now out for Christopher Robin, too. So there are two mm. Christopher Robin movies, live action Christopher Robin movies coming out, which is insane. That seems like a mistake. Yeah. One of them he, is... he wasn't Steve Jobs. No, I know. And <laughs> that was a mistake, too. Yeah. Uh, one of them is like biopic. It's not sanctioned by Disney because it's going to kind of illustrate some of the dark corners of the real life Christopher Robin, who was the son of A.A. A. Milne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's played by Donald Gleason. And it's kind of about the adult version of this guy who's been plagued by having been overshadowed by this this weird children's book character. Weird deal so that's going to be like a real story. Okay. And then Disney has also made a movie starring Ewan McGregor as an adult Christopher Robin, a la Robin Williams and Hook. Who's oh. like grown up and now he's like rediscovering his old fluffy friends. Oh, no way. And so the trailer came out for that yesterday. Ah. And uh, you hear Jim Cummings' voice as Winnie the Pooh. I really thought Jim Cummings had died. I just assumed Jim Cummings would be like 150 by now. Yeah. Turns out he's only 65. Whoa. And so he's like still playing Winnie the Pooh in this new movie. Who's like 19. But when... it's like a live action Winnie the Pooh. So it's like a little, oh. a little CGI teddy bear, yellow dirty teddy bear. With the voice of Jim Cummings as Winnie the Pooh, and then you and McGregor talking to it. Weird. Yeah. I love how you you compared it to Hook too. I think that's kind of a fair assessment. Like I he's grown up and ex- he's lost his childhood uh, wonder. It gets me way more excited about it. Isn't Hook great? Yeah, Hook's so good. Hook is excellent. Anytime I see bright colored ice cream, it reminds me of Hook. Is that a thing in Hook? Bright yeah. Remember they have the fake food fight. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's so imaginative. Uh, John Williams very likely going to retire after Star Wars Episode Nine. Okay, or not even necessarily retire. All he said is he's going to be through composing for Star Wars movies Star Wars. after Episode Nine, which is fine. I mean, he doesn't owe anything to the world of film. No, he's composed the most iconic film scores of all time, and he's a creative genius. But that he still doesn't want to necessarily retire at eighty-six. He just wants to back away from right. Star Wars is a very amusing thing. Must be fun. It must be fun. Like, I'm going to build something for this movie that's yeah. going to fit perfectly. He's going to make it the movie that it is. Yeah. I mean, how big of a thing in Star Wars is the music? Totally. So that's very cool. Yeah. He's composed the, the score for Solo, but he didn't do Rogue One. Did I tell you about the score for um, Good Time at all? No, you didn't say. It's very, like, creepy. It's very, like, um, beginning of Stranger Things. Okay. With the kind of like, yeah, like electronic kind of like 70s, 80s ish. Okay. But it, it takes place in current day, like Bronx. Should I watch this movie? You'll appreciate the acting. Like, like it's, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little dark. No, I found okay. it. I found it a little, I, I think you should watch it. Is it stomach churning? Um, mm, no. Okay. It's there's some parts that are uh, kind of violent. You might yeah. have to look away a bit, That's but okay. you, but you can still get the the gist of it. All right. Yeah. I saw him at the Indie Spirit Awards the other night. Did you watch the Indie Spirit Awards? Yeah, yeah. Did, how how did John Mulaney and uh, Kroll do? I mean, it's phenomenal. You yeah. should really watch that. I should. Opening. I should watch like all the highlights of it's it. It's way funnier than Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year, last year, um, was it Kate, uh, Kate and Kumail that did it? 
Or was that, that was two year years before? ago because Millennium Kroll did it last year too. Oh, they did it last year yeah. too. Oh god, I didn't see any of the clips from last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm fully in. They're very very funny. Nice. They really and and so did Kimmel really went in on Harvey. Like there was clearly a a concerted effort made yep. to not go after Trump at the Oscars this year, which I think is wise. Yeah. Um, but they weren't afraid to say the name Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Did they go after Trump at all at the Indie Spirit Awards? Uh, not to my recollection. I'm sure it got mentioned because yeah. it gets mentioned everywhere, but sure. it was not prominent. Cool. Yeah, I got to watch that. I would enjoy just for the hosting alone. Yeah. Don't care about any of the awards, but. No, me neither. Yeah. But they're phenomenally funny. Yeah. Like, truly, deeply, profoundly funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about shows? Sure. Okay. Uh, I think it's my turn to pick. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think it's my turn to pick. Uh, okay. Which one do I want to recap? I kind of think, I kind of think I want to recap Good Girls. Yeah, recap the pilot episode of Good Girls. Sure, put thirty on the clock. Okay. Uh, do we do we usually do a, a downward clock or no? It upward? counts up to thirty. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. I'll put zero <laughs> on the clock and right. we'll wait till it gets up to thirty. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. Okay. These three women are both having struggles in their life. Uh, one woman's daughter is dying of some kind of kidney failure. One woman is a single mom and her ex-husband is taking her to court for child support. And then the other one's, uh, uh, husband is cheating on her. They decide in order to get some money and some, some excitement in their lives, they're going to rob a grocery store. Uh, quickly they learn that they didn't really rob a grocery store so much as this crime syndicate. And in order to get the money back, uh, they're going to have to, uh, give it all back. And also the store manager tries to rape one of the women. That was one of my worst recaps I've ever done. <laughs> and they kill him. Yeah, they do well, kill him. He kind of, yeah, it was partly them kill. Yeah, they basically kill him. It was accidental. I mean, yeah. he, she, she self-defensively sort of tries to knock him out with a with a jack daniels bottle and he kind of comes back and then he trips well it's not into a glass table. not even self-defense at that point because he's on the way out but he's just insulting the sister so much right. as he's leaving that that uh christina hendrix actually like walks out of the apartment to hit him with a jack daniels he was being bottle. violent oh he, in advance he was for sure until she pulls the gun on him and that kind of like maybe we should say up front him. I was shocked by some of the risque nature of this NBC show. I was too. Like the rape scene and yeah. the oral sex scene. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, there's like some serious stuff in this thing. Yeah. Like you uh, you know where it's going. There's not like a clear oral sex scene. It's just no, like. I mean, you don't see nudity. But no. Like, it's happening. Is it happening? Yes. She's sitting on the desk in the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. I thought I was. I thought you were talking about more of the store manager part. Oh, no, 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 no. When the kid walks in. He was like, he was a phenomenally evil person. Yeah. Boomer. Yeah. Boomer lives. Boomer. There's never been a real boomer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I find it interesting that like this guy, I mean, I, I thought it was so stupid when they're robbing the store. Yeah. And she goes into the vault with the manager. She works for him. She works at the store. Why would they put her in a tight closed room with the person most likely to I said, recognize her. I said that too. Like, That's ridiculous. Wh- why are you going back there? And the other thing that I said was at the end of the show when they accidentally kill said manager of the yep. grocery store and he is an evil dude so you don't feel bad. Right. Um, but it kind of sets in motion all the cover-ups they're going to have to. Yeah, and, and they're like, what should we do? And one of them says, definitely not call the cops. Isn't that the time that you kind of are okay with calling the cops? Yeah. Because... He came over, he was forceful, there's clearly a connection there, and you could say, you know... And now you're, you're 
the the person who was threatening to give you up to the cops as a criminal is yeah. dead. Right. So you're not. It's not really connected. That's what I mean. Like, so get that out of the way. The one. Yeah. Well, the, there's actually multiple ties, but they're all kind of criminals. The the mob that just shows up. That was a a big plot twist. That was very interesting. I didn't think that this was what the show was going to be about as much. No, but it has to go somewhere. It does. You know? It does. There, so there has to be more robbing. So they steal $500,000. Yeah, they and think they, they're stealing thirty. And yeah, they steal and they 000. give it all back uh, yeah. missing only $60,000. So yeah. at this point, by episode two, they only owe sixty grand. Right. But that's because uh, Mae Whitman, Annie is her, her name, she went and bought a friggin' Ferrari, which was obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. That was so ridiculous. I know. You get one third of $500,000 and the first thing you do is buy a $100,000 car? Well, it's ridiculous for a couple of reasons. And one of the reasons is... Your money is tracked when you're spending true a hundred thousand dollars. Big old paper trail. People realize, hey, this girl who makes twenty thousand dollars a year just bought a hundred thousand dollar car. Yep. Mm, that's you that's know super suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. I found I found like maybe her uh, her baby daddy probably should take her son away or her daughter away because yeah. maybe this is like maybe she's not a responsible person. Doesn't quite have her <laughs> life together. So she's uh, stealing the money from the vault with the manager who's kind of in a hostage situation during mm-hmm. their robbery. He yeah. recognizes her back tattoo and then he knows who it is. It's and like the most obvious back tattoo. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it says all you need is love. And he still has the nerve to like come to her house and be like, I know, and I'm going to blackmail you. Right. Like just cause he knows who it is. Doesn't mean he should feel safe around her. Clearly she's crazy. Yeah. She pulled a gun on him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. And, uh, also I guess the thing that you can't really buy in retrospect is that, Oh my God, this girl robbed, robbed my store. So I'm going to blackmail her for like sex. I know. It's a little weird. It was just really... Just kind of an easy way to make a villain that you can kill at the end of the show. And it just... Isn't it kind of convenient that he happens to be a rapist? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's convenient for the sake of drama. There's I mean. no there's no conflict in killing him. Yeah, but that's supposed to help you, uh, I guess, uh, side with these women who have done a heinous thing. Right. done a horrible act. It would be kind of interesting if he was a nice guy and just kind of like stuck around through the whole show. Yeah. Knowing, but kind of like... That would be kind of a little less cliche, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Now, speaking of cliches, I'm a little bit torn on the very breakdown of what happened and just how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, when they go in and they rob that store like within the first 10 minutes of the show, Mm -hmm. I was like really happy that this is not a show leading up to them breaking bad. Right. You know, like I I like that like I kind of thought... It got there Oh, these ladies are already doing this. Right. Like they already do this sometimes. Yeah. And then you find out later... No, this is actually the first time they've ever done it, and this is why they do it. Right. I kind of wish uh, they would have cut to the chase and just been like, oh, by the way, these three women who are our heroes, yeah. they already always rob banks. And it was kind of a funny like, like first scene where they end up all just pulling up behind the grocery store and say like, yeah. oh, how was that? Oh, good. My, my daughter's thing went well. Oh, yeah. Did, uh, did Dale do the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this. And then it's very Pulp Fiction. Like, everybody get down on the ground. Yeah. We just watched Inside Man last night, just coincidentally, <laughs> yeah. which I've seen before, but Becky had never seen it. A Spike Lee movie. Yep. That's such a good movie. A Spike Lee joint. It's a Spike Lee joint. Pardon me. Uh, it's such an excellent uh, bank robbery movie. It is good. It's like one of the essential bank robbery movies, I think, that nobody really talks about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that's essential. 
Maybe no, it is I, essential. I mean, it, I think I think that it should be. Is all yeah. I mean by sure. that. Like okay. it's just it like should be so required bank robbery viewing. I mean, bank robber movies is almost a genre of itself. That's to be fair, it's died. Yeah, but you don't see them very often because it's hard to come up with a fresh one, and it's so fresh. Who's like the cop negotiator in that movie? Uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, oh like, yeah, like the, like the private person that Christopher Plummer hires is Jodie Foster. Who's and then, the and then Geofor is in it. Who's Clive the, Owen? Who's the inside man though? Clive Owen. It's Clive Owen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, somebody else. Oh, Willem Dafoe is in it. It's got a wicked cast. Yeah. 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 That was a good movie. Yeah. Really good movie. Good twist. Yeah. Anyway, they use uh, they use toy guns in that in that movie just like they did in in Good Girls. That's a kind of a comment. That's almost kind of tropey. At this it probably point. is. Yeah. Using. But I'm okay with it. The husband, who's a total scumbag, the guy who's been yeah, cheating Matthew on, Lillard, yeah, been cheating on Christina Hendricks, uh, Matthew Lillard, yeah. He, we realized. Uh, do, do you know him from other things? Well, he was in like Without a Paddle. Okay, uh, and because like, we just recognized him as Shaggy from the live action Shaggy. Sure. Yeah, he was in a couple kind of comedies like like that. Yeah. Retta turned out to be a pretty good actor. She was great. She does some good acting in this. Yeah. Like that's another thing that's really heavy in mm. this in this otherwise action comedy is her daughter's kind of dying and she's totally. like seven years old. Yeah. The cast is really good. Like it is. between Christina Hendricks, who was in Mad Men and I think might have won like Emmys. Probably. And Retta, who is in Parks and Rec and is just pretty well known and obviously yeah. can flex her acting skills. And, and, cre- and, and created uh Treat Yourself. That's that's yeah. Retta's. Yep. And uh Anne from Arrested Development. Uh, is that who, uh, who is that? That, isn't that the, the third girl? The third girl is, um, I'm having a hard time picturing all three girls right now. Oh yeah. Okay. So the young one. Yeah. Her name, the actress's name is Mae Whitman. I don't recognize her from anything else. No. Maybe she's from Arrested. Isn't she Anne, the, the one that, uh, <laughs> Michael, that no one remembers in Arrested Development. Well, that's she, ironic. She dated, uh, Michael Sarah. Maybe. And everyone just things that Anne is so plain and like not oh, maybe. interesting and like that rings a bell she's really solid remember they're like playing <laughs> softball <laughs> like, Dude, that's so funny because like i I, th- I thought she looked familiar but other than that i just couldn't shake this thing that like she seemed younger than the other two like in the first yeah. scene where she's dropping off the kid i was like oh you must be the big sister right and then it turns out no they're all like contemporaries yeah maybe they know each other through being like parents at school but it's presumably she is a little younger because she's like a single mom. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Did you like the show? She's the younger sister of the red-haired of Christina Henderson. True. Too, yeah. Right? So yeah, I liked the show. I, I, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't the worst show that I've no, watched. No, I, I actually liked it a lot. It, it was. It had its flaws, but like, it, just in that it was a little networky at times, like the character of Boomer. Yeah. But it was good. It was edgy and it was fun. It was more serious than I thought it would be. Yep. Also, here's a kind of complaint. Do you, would you really rob a place that you worked? No, you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the psychology of 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 thieves would be. Yeah, I guess it makes it easy. I think people rob. That's kind of how it all started. Yeah, yeah. True. People. I think a lot of robberies uh, are are vengeful robberies. Maybe not a lot, but like I think mm-hmm. it happens. Inside jobs, inside men. Yeah, inside men. That's right. Yeah, I would I would watch it again. It was more serious than I thought it was going to be. I yeah. thought it was going to be a little bit more like slapsticky. Yeah, I was I happy. I'm kind of glad it's not. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there was like a kind of a darkness to it. There was some murder. There was some gangsters. There was some 
fake guns. There Some was actual a, suspense, real guns. A, a trans child seemed like, or not trans child, but I guess like, I think, I guess, I think, wanting to be trans. Yeah, I yeah. think trans. Yeah, sure. Yeah, pre trans, pre op trans. Yeah, I think probably that was just a case of uh, open casting mm-hmm. uh, for a kid actor, and they got this kid actor, and they're like, oh, let's build a character around this kid who's yeah, who's. Uh, not something you see very often on a network sitcom. Right. Yeah. Or do you think they had that in mind all the time and they were like, we're going to pick a girl or a guy that can play this? Uh, I don't know. Cause I looked up the, the actor, the kid actor and there are similarities. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's just what I gather. Sure. I'm just making some aesthetic assumptions. Mm-hmm. Either way. Good thing. Uh, definitely give the show my ass. Good girls. I'd recommend it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm in. Uh, another one is Search Party, which I'd never heard of until last week when you're like, hey, we should do this on the show. Yeah. It's actually been on for a couple of years. Well, it's now in its second season, I okay. think. Yeah. All second right. season started a few months ago. Well, you may recap the pilot episode of Search Party in three, two, one, go. Okay, so the story is about Dory and three of her friends. Uh, they are basically like post-college friends that... Uh, are kind of not really going anywhere. Dory doesn't really have much uh, skill um, and realizes that her friend is actually missing, her friend from college that she wasn't actually that good friends with. Uh, her friends don't really care. No one really cares. She kind of feels like, what if that happened to me, um, which people turn into like her being victim-y. Uh, and she ends up seeing the girl in the cafe at the end of the show. Sorry, my time's up. But yeah, that was that was a bit of a twist. But she, Charlene she she, actually sees she's like walking by the cafe. And she Ch- Chantal. Chantal. Yeah. 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 Pardon me. Yeah. Are you sure it was Chantal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, a lot heavier than I expected. Like, so this me show too. is just littered with comedy. People. Me too. I thought it was going to be a little bit more, like a little bit closer to like Michael Showalter is the director. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer to Wet Hot Wet American Hot. Summer. Yeah. But uh, but no, it. It was it was closer to like girls. I think that's fair. I think it had more um, uh, heart than girls. Yeah, like yeah, definitely. Gr- like girl, girls was so actively trying not to have heart, right. And be saying something anyway, right. When the show was like really about s- how sad it is to be young and alone. Yeah, but like kind of kind of funny. Like, oh God, funny at times. Like yeah, John Earl. I love John Early. His whole lot, like, do you guys remember Chantel? And they're like, no. Uh, that girl who we were in university with. Oh God, sh- I-, I hate her. She had <laughs> nothing to offer, and she was always just brushing her hair. <laughs> I thought that was such a funny line. I thought they were very funny. I thought it was really good. What? Let's. They're un- all super hipster too. That's another thing. That's super the, hipster. Yeah, they're in New all York. Like really making fun of hipster culture. Yeah, which is fine. I don't know if they're making fun of millennials. Like, are we just kind of grouping all generation, like the whole generation, into this just vapid group of people? Because this yeah. this phenomena that they establish in the opening scene mm-hmm. and is pervasive through, especially with that blonde character. Yeah, this victimization thing is very prominent and it's a thing I've witnessed. I'm sure you've witnessed it as mm-hmm. well. People uh, kind of taking on the grief that they're not necessarily entitled <laughs> oh, to. Yeah, that was such a good scene. It's It was excellent. Like, sweet girl, I hope they... Uh, what was it? Like, I hope they find her or something. Yeah. And then someone comes up and like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> and she like, just yeah, goes like, why? what? Yeah. What are you talking about? I know. Yeah. This is why social media um, condolences 
make me very nauseous. Like yeah. last year, uh, a very good friend of mine, her brother passed away. Right. And uh, she really struggled, with, not to speak for her, but she like really was frustrated when other people would be like, oh, my friend died. She's like, that's my brother. Right. Like, you don't get you you're, don't get to have people to say, like, I'm sorry for your loss. It's yeah. like your loss. Why are you trying to attach yourself to someone yeah. who died that you weren't necessarily close with? Right. Like, and suddenly these people weren't just your friend, they were your best friend. Oh, my right. best friend died. Yeah. Uh and so it's like that's what they were trying to and I'm glad actually that somebody made some art about that because it is enraging when yeah. people do that. Right. After all of them at the table are like, Who? Who yeah. is that girl? Oh, I hated her. She was jealous of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I think I think it's gonna get a little funnier. Yeah, I think it kind of had to find itself because a lot of people say it's like one of the funnier shows. Interesting on TV. I think, or, or if it's not funny, it's at least really good. No, but there's story people, there. Like yeah. so many of these like really funny shows, especially with some of the funniest people, are just odd. Yeah, and, like I know, I know you really get a kick out of that, and I do too, mm-hmm. to an extent. Like weirdness is fun, but I want to hear a good story at the end of the day. Yeah, and there's totally. like mystery in this too. Yeah, there's like some suspense and like it's almost kind of spooky. Like when when Chantel's running away at the end, and yeah, and they find a shirt on the ground, and they're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. She's reading like Anna Karenina. Oh, was she? Yeah, interesting. Is that a tie-in? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about Anna Karenina. Neither do I. I think it has something to do about. Something to do with a girl with instead of multiple personalities. I don't know. I don't know. Some Russian girl. Some Russian chick. Clearly. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. All right. Can we unpackage uh, Dory's uh, feelings of attachment to Chantal? Because she clearly has a different response. She's a different and 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 certainly less uh, artificial reaction to the sad news about Chantal, but as established by her ex-boyfriend when she goes to talk to him for some tough love, uh, it might be no less selfish. It right. just might be a she's little kind bit of, more empathetic. It's like she's kind of projecting on this girl what she might be. Like, oh, God, she's gone missing and no one really cares, mm-hmm. truly, and that might be what would happen to me. And the boyfriend says, you're really doing the victim thing right now. Which is probably true to an extent. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he also says something really harsh. I forget what it was. But... Uh, but yeah, she, um, I, I think she just doesn't feel like she's really belonging. She's not excelling at anything. She's not good at it. She just feels like kind of shitty about herself. Do you think she envies Chantal at all? Like, oh, she got away. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, maybe that is what the show's about. I'm she's not sure. She's just desperate to feel something, to to experience something that's actually kind of exciting. Well, I think she kind of wants to be like I need I need a project. Yeah. You know, like she's trying at one point to like volunteer for a youth program and the right. the girl basically says you're not even qualified to teach a game of tic-tac-toe, I think she says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a super harsh interview. Yeah. And then she comes out and starts yelling at her boyfriend. He's kind of funny, too. He's kind of funny. Can we talk about her super gay boyfriend? Yeah. That's also Is he supposed sad. to be super gay? Yeah. Did you see what he had to do in order to have sex with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And just the way he talks and acts. Yeah. And they hate each other. Yeah, I guess that is a thing. I just kind of thought maybe he was like sexually dysfunctional, but you think he's gay. I think so. Yeah, probably. That's how I kind of took it. Probably. I just thought he was kind of like a brutal, like, boyfriend all around. Like, well, he is that. Showing, like, the unhappiness <laughs> that this guy can offer. Definitely. Yeah, at one point he says, 
babe, I really need to eat. Like, which was his she, his incredible way of saying, cook me dinner. Can you cook me food? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've actually made an interesting observation, uh, and you're the right person to talk to about this, because when he goes downstairs, there's like this reoccurring thing throughout the show where their downstairs neighbors are like horrible to each other, and they're oh screeching at each God, other. Oh my God, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Yeah. Because I thought the exact same thing as you. So when Slaney and I lived together in like 2012... Uh, we lived in the slummiest of apartments. Our place was fine, but everyone else in the in the whole building was like below Skid Row, yeah. and the people below pretty us, sketchy, like beyond pretty sketchy. Yeah, uh, the people below us. I mean, they they just seemed scary and sketchy in general. But they would also have very intense and at times violent screaming matches. Yeah. at all hours of the day and night. Right. And, uh, like, we definitely considered calling the cops we, we, once. We were in the exact same position as both of them being like, okay, we got to do something. we got to do something if something happens yeah. right now. Yeah. And then it kind of go quiet and be like, all right, yeah, maybe we maybe we don't have to call and anyone. And they would just shriek horrible bloody murder things at each other. Yeah. But if, God forbid, we dropped the remote on the floor or something and they, like... Yeah, they get pissed can, at us. One time I stomped on the floor at the in the middle of the night. Yeah. And they, the girl yelled up, oh, fuck you, <laughs> walking around, waking me up all day. I was like, it's the daytime. All day. Yeah. yeah. I can walk around. That's what happens. Right. So that's happening to Alia Shawkat and her boyfriend in this. Yeah. And um, at one point he goes downstairs and he knocks on the door yeah. and he says to the woman who lives there, who's like, she's quite mangy herself. Yeah. He says like, hey, just, you know, like if you ever need like a place to like hang out like we got a very comfy couch and like it comes from a good place it's like like just yeah. so you know like if anything terrible is happening if he's like, hitting you yeah you, there's a safe place and upstairs becky's only reaction was oh you're so creepy she just she just found this guy really like, what he's i think specifically the we have a really comfy couch part right she found that very like pervy really and having lived in that apartment on brook street in kenville i was just like no i i think that was yeah, a nice thing to do that was probably <laughs> we should have done call. that yeah, <laughs> although I think we might have encountered the same situation. Yeah, we where it's just a sure. crazy lady that would have ended up screaming at us. Just completely flips out. Oh man, yeah, that was a bad. It's so funny that I, I don't. Jen, Jen even looked at me and said, "Like, oh my god, this was your apartment." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent for the first season on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, crushing it, hundred percent. Yeah. What about the second season? Did you look into that at all? No, I haven't looked yet. I wonder if it has any rating yet. It's it's really flying under the radar. Like I hope it doesn't yeah. get canceled. It's on like TBS. Yeah, it's kind of a funny. But I hear it being talked about a lot. Is it on TBS? Like that's basic cable. And they <laughs> say the F word and stuff. Or is that just in the pilot and they had to edit it out when it got Maybe. bought by a network? Maybe it must be that. Because I I I don't even really remember cashing the F word in it. She says fuck you like eight times to him on the sidewalk. Oh yeah, yeah. And like shut the fuck or up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or maybe they maybe they play it like really late at night or something where yeah, they can I'm sure the censorship it. laws change or something yeah. uh you give your ass to this show totally like i said i hope it doesn't get canceled because nobody seems to talk about this show i know but it might be a springboard for other people and maybe the maker of the show right on bigger things search party it's called search party four s's from the podcast tonight yeah yeah a couple insane. of great shows i really enjoyed watching both of them yeah i think i might stick more with search party than than good girls me too I, plus i love a 25 minute show yeah you can zoom through it pretty quick especially yeah. if there's only 10 episodes in the first season i've finally is. been watching last man on earth oh yeah are you in the first season of it still in the first season oh, i think I, I think we're just about done the first season. the first season i loved yeah the second season 
on and there's like glimpses of of greatness in it mm-hmm. but i'm just so kind of sad about where the show went okay yeah although really I, I haven't kept up kept up i haven't kept up with it right but i think it could have really been like an interesting it almost would have been a better movie yeah that's probably true yeah like yeah. It, it's there's only one way you can keep it going on longer. God, when he's trying to hook up with January Jones, it's still like, yeah. oh my God, it's funny. Tandy? Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's yeah. so good. It's so straight. I know. Do you want to do a couple of trivia questions? Sure. We haven't done that in a while. Let's do it. All right. If you have any trivia responses you would like to send along, please do it to at Show Show Podcast. I feel mm-hmm. a little sleepy tonight. I apologize. No, that's okay. I actually had a, a coffee before coming over just to try to get amped up oh that's probably smart okay let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see who is ali's roommate on ali mcmeal ali mcbeal <laughs> there's so many ali mcbeal questions <laughs> is there a lot yeah i took from the middle of like the deck for that reason six all right let's not do that one then the answer is three is a crowd no <laughs> <laughs> renee raddick <laughs> her her roommate was three is a crowd <laughs> caitlin's way aired for two seasons in 2000 and 2001 on which U.S. network? Nah, the CW. It's Nickelodeon. These are terrible <laughs> questions. I guess they didn't expect them to be fodder for a podcast. What was Charlie's nephew's name on Two and a Half Men? Oh, what was his name? <laughs> I don't even remember. Jake. Jake. On South Park, which character wears a blue hat with a red pom-pom on it? Kyle? Nope, Stan. Stan? Who played Dharma on Dharma and Greg? Oh, uh... uh That's another Dharma and Greg card. <laughs> How many Dharma and Greg cards we got? Uh, a couple. The answer was uh, Jenna Elfman. Elfman. In the last episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Banks family sell their house to what famous TV family? Oh. If you think you know, please tweet us at Show Show Podcast. The Bankses sell their house to what famous TV family at the end of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? And I'll leave you with this. News about Will Smith. He's apparently taken some kind of YouTuber uh, internet challenge, some viral challenge, to bungee jump out of a helicopter into the Grand Canyon. Could you imagine if that was the way he died? Yes, I have imagined that. (laughs) (laughs) I look. Let me get one thing straight. <laughs> I don't want Will Smith to die. You have I want it to be very clear. You have imagined that? No, I mean I imagined and, that when I read about this because uh, I was okay. like, oh, he might die doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want Will Smith to die. I don't trust him. No, I don't trust anybody who would make this decision so rash. Right. Clearly, he has a god complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just thinks he can't die. It was funny because this weekend there was a, a player on Saint of X named Jaden Smith. Oh, wow. So anytime he, like, he was like one of the best players. And yeah. Like, Jaden Smith driving. And <laughs> we all kind of like looked around at each other every time he did something. What's he wearing? Satisfactory. Yeah. Some kind of weird white morph suit? Yeah. And uh, I said, I don't trust that guy. I don't trust that guy. And I certainly would never recommend that anyone trust Will Smith. Or bungee jump out of a fucking helicopter into the Grand Canyon. Why into the Grand Canyon? <laughs> I don't know, because it's not dangerous enough. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never trust Will Smith.